Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. Happy Labor Day to everybody. And joining me today, filling in for Joey, we have our newest member of the Say What Again Billy podcast, Nicholas. How are you, sir? Hey, Billy, what's going on? I'm good, man. How are you? Nick, how was your day today? Oh, my day was fantastic. I had a fun-filled family outing at one of our great parks in New York City. So I'm glad you had a good time, man. It looks like you had a great time. It was it was quite enjoyable. In fact, one of the best best things about it um, is I'll just say that there are some animals at this location, and my wife is an ornithophobe. <laughs> okay, and if you don't know what that is, that's a there she's afraid of yes. she's afraid of birds. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you, there were some birds there, and it was quite funny for me to watch her scream. Well, not scream, but run away. When the birds flew too close. So, yes, I had some fun moments today. I wish I was there to see it. Would have been, would have been pretty funny, don't you think? <laughs> so, for everybody, um, if you hear some, some things in the background, I've done this actually once before. We are filming outside. It's Labor Day. We are in the backyard here. We've got some planes flying over, but it's Labor Day. And, uh, you know, it's the unofficial ending to summer. Right, and, you know, it's what summer ends. What technically, what two and a half weeks or from now? Summer week? ends the official. I think it's September twentieth or twenty first. It always falls on yeah. a different day, but it's always the beginning of autumn. Right, unofficially the the last day of summer. When you know when Labor Day hits, and you know people go back to work for the you know after the holiday, it's just like you know you know summer's over. It's right. It, this is pools this is, pools closed down. Beaches beaches, closed. Are, beaches yep. are free. You know, there's no more lifeguards. And I uh, one of my family vacation spots that I go to every year. I actually just came back from there again. I went for a couple more days uh, this past week. I go on their website, LBI, Long Beach Island, New Jersey. Awesome place. And um, I said, you know, thank you to the lifeguards. They rode on the on the chairs throughout the entire beach. Thanks for your service. You know, and for the most part, it's like all kids that do this job for the summer. You know, it's good good for them for doing it. And um, that's it, man. You know, I saw that and I kind of took a little bit of a, like, a, like, oh, you know, like summer's over. But at the end of the day, I, I get to a certain part of the summer every year and I literally say like, all right, I'm over it. You know, as soon as I get back from LBI, like the first week back, I'm like, all right, it's, it's too hot. I'm ready for fall. And here we are. Listen, my birthday always is, it's, I, I never had a school birthday because my birthday is always in the summer. And my birthday is literally around the corner from Labor Day weekend. So I always know when my birthday rolls around. I mean, I'm, I'm a miserable person on my birthday like i try and shut off social media i try and disappear 24th 23rd 29th 20 oh 29th 29th so i always know when that rolls around i'm like damn end of the summer so your birthday's on a friday at least uh it is on a friday was it this year i know that for a fact this this 29th is a friday it's a friday oh well then that passed all right so then that goes to show you i wasn't really no september 29th no no no, august so it was a tuesday this year Okay, okay i was actually did you say friday that's weird now I'm a little freaked out because I was born, the day I was born, which is the 29th, was originally a Friday. So that's weird, man. It was it was a Friday. The first 29th for me was a Friday. So Speaking of weird, so you are sitting in on this episode. I'm glad I have you here because you are like, you, instead of six pieces of loose leaf tonight, you got one, which is good. And there's like some tape on there. Five star. That's good loose leaf. Yeah, it is. It's good. It is. Good quality loosely. Well, it's for a good quality podcast. The um, we're, we're, we're going over, so we have actually next week is really the last episode before the um, 
spooky season kickoff. We're doing, uh, we have an actor, actor Dario Anthony. He's explaining things that are going on in Hollywood. And there's some more stuff that he's going to touch on because we didn't get to go and cover everything. And there's a lot more stuff that came out, like with the Dozier Cat thing. Did oh. you see that? Oh, man. Dude, I mean, I know that's like in, you ever the, see Evil? in the music industry, but that Dude. is wild. Did you see the show Evil? Like, do you watch that show? Have you seen that show? That's the guy who played uh, Luke Cage. Right. Yes. And like one of the big demons on there is Night Demon. It's it's a dream demon. Succubi, Incubi, which I don't know what you want to say. But like, I saw this video. Like, I, I didn't watch the whole video. I've seen clips of she it. took a scene I, out of a night, a night paralysis. It's, it, I, I can't watch it. If I watch it, I'll probably have nightmares. Like, and I don't, there's not a lot that I'll watch that will actually give me nightmares, but that would give me a nightmare. So Hollywood and the music industry is, is doing some crazy things. And uh, Dario's going to end up getting into some of that stuff next week. And then talk about some of the other shows and movies that came out that have uh, controversy and conspiracy and, and all that stuff. And people seem to like The Land of Hollywood Part 1, so I'm glad he's coming back to do a second episode. Well, that was definitely... It was a, I, I've heard that one, and I think he was on the Bible episode you recently did, He right? did, re- um, uh, analyzing the Bible. The the Hollywood episode, correct me if I'm wrong, it's been a while since I've listened to it. Uh, that was Black Dahlia was discussed. Like, that's always been a big mystery in Hollywood. It was it was brought up, um, but then I, when I ended up talking about the uh, Hollywood sign and the woman who uh, literally threw herself off the letter H... And at the time, I think it was Hollywood Land. Yep. The sign said Hollywood Land, which is <laughs> something I didn't know when I actually titled the episode. I actually put Hollywood Land, not realizing that Hollywood was once called Hollywood Land. Yeah, the sign burned. I believe it burned in uh, one of the natural disasters that they had out in California. And then they just never put those letters back up. Climate change is a hell of a thing. Happened back then, too, huh? Yeah, I think like, like almost 100 years ago. It's unbelievable. Isn't that weird? It's so bad. Cyclical almost. Ugh. You know, we're supposed to be drowning right now, right? Yeah, well, you know, give it 30, 40, 50 years, and then when we get there, we'll kick it down the pike again. So don't worry about it. Unbelievable. But Dario's coming back next week. We're going to have that episode. But um, And then after that, we are kicking off the Spooky Season lineup. Um, after next week's episode, we're having the first episode of the Spooky Season lineup, which is with a psychic medium. Now, I actually don't know what season it was, that I spoke about psychics and I've been a little bit neutral when it comes to psychic mediums. I know some of them genuinely have abilities and some of them are just, you know, bullshit artists like the Long Island medium, uh, John Edwards. Um, this woman, we had a conversation. Her name is Joanne. Her last name is tricky. It's this, 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 it's so hard to pronounce. I don't want to butcher her name. So like when I, when she comes on and I introduce her, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna introduce you as Joanne, but I'm not gonna say your attempt to say your last name. You're looking at it, right? I I am. It's hard, right? Um, I don't want to mess her name up. I don't want to mess it up, but I won't be here. So um, this, this, that, this it almost school? looks like it's this Z Gesu, but I, I don't want to I don't want to butcher it. So well, I apologize in yeah, advance. Yeah, we're apologizing. Your your last name is a little tricky. We don't want to butcher it, but Joanne. She is a psychic medium. Um, I've seen her work. I've seen her Instagram page. And we wanted to do a collaboration with one another. And we are doing it. So she's going to come on board. It's fantastic. In two weeks. And she's going to talk about the a little bit of a history of psychics. What she When she realized she had abilities, she's going to give me a psychic reading. Now, somewhere in the four seasons I've done thus far... I think it was either season one or season two I spoke about psychics. 
at the end of that episode, I remember saying that I was going to get a psychic reading somewhere, somehow. And about two years later, we're f- it's finally going to happen. And that's what's going to be filmed and put on the Say What Again Billy podcast YouTube channel uh, is me getting my reading. So I'm actually a little, I'm not nervous, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious. She knows, she knows nothing about me except whatever is on Instagram, which isn't much. Right. Except for what I posted today. Is, I posted a little tidbit about me so people know that I'm just not a, a loony talking about ghosts and UFOs. I have some other things. Um, but she knows, she knows zero about me. I've gave, I gave her no information about me. Um, so if she starts saying some things at that, at that time, at that point in time, it'll be very interesting. Like, uh, make me look at psychics a lot more different than I look at them now. See, you know, I, I'm, I, I've always kind of like you, you walk past, like when I was going to college time, right? Like I had to do a whole lot of interviews downtown I used to be a lot smarter. <laughs> I was doing interviews. I used to be smart too. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing interviews downtown for like Harvard and Yale and Princeton. So they, all those alums are down there in the city. And I was meeting up and I was driving. For those who don't know, Nikki is really smart. And his son has a higher IQ than me, <laughs> whose name is William, which is like a contradiction of me. But Well, I'll just put it to you this way. I don't have to play schools out for summer in the car. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> kid's smart. Nikki's smart too. But Thank that you. kid blew me away. I, I said some number today. And I was like, yeah, they owe me this amount of money. He was like, yeah, $425. I was like, what? How did you get that that fast? Yep. He's, he's you know what? Mind-blowing. He scares me because it's like dealing with a little me. And I'm not trying to be egotistical. It, it's just I know he's eventually going to get to a point where he is going to surpass me. And I'm not going to be upset about that. It's just I don't know how hard I'll be able to push him at that point. Because I don't know when that's going to happen. And at the rate he's been going, it happened a lot faster than when I got to a point where I felt like Dude, I... I was blown away. He said that number and, and, and you like get, you know, checked him. And I'm like, that's fucking wild, dude. And yeah. he's like, and how old is he? Like nine, ten? Just turned nine. Holy crap. Just turned nine. Holy crap. Yeah. So, yeah, he just uh, he just had his birthday uh, last month. So, uh, no, he's he's really good. Uh, you know, the other one, he's he also likes math, too. Uh, he's just more... He's more of a like like rambunctious little ham, so he doesn't put out a lot of what he shows. Like Will is 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 a book guy, um, book smart guy. Nikki is too, but it's just um, it's it's weird. It's, it's Will and Nikki, huh? Will and Nikki, <laughs> So, um, but you know, it's funny you bring up psychics. Like I said, I used to pass all these signs, and I always hesitate. Like, man, do I want to go in? Won't go in, especially like I was interviewing. I was like, do I want to find out anything, right? Because that's what you always hear and that's what you always see in the media. You see these, like, oh, they're going to tell you future. And it's just, it's, I don't want to go in and find out something I don't want to know. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want to hear something that's bad and then live that self-fulfilling prophecy. I've never heard of a of a psychic, well, I have, but I've never heard of, like, psychics, telling you futuristic things usually it's uh this person is coming through and they're telling you you know they're okay and and then they'll name he or she the psychic will name something that's relevant to someone you potentially have lost and the skeptic of me is is like all right well they can use process of elimination which i actually said to joanne on the phone me and her had a a 30-minute conversation you know, setting everything up and she's awesome to talk to which I know Joey and I and her, were going to gel that episode a hundred percent. 
Um, but she was like, yeah, you know, there's some people out there that do that. And for me, it comes to me while talking with someone and things will start clicking in my head. Um, when I was on the phone with her towards the end of our phone call, she actually said something to me. And I started trying to piece together like, okay, what can that mean? And some things did fall into the category of like what she said. I don't want to give too much away because that's going to save for the episode. But, you know, some psychics, it just clicks to them and they supposedly get in touch with someone that's no longer here. I, I did hear one case of a psychic telling somebody like, go get this checked out. And they went to the doctor and they had like, you know, a mass that was beginning to form and got it removed before it became a problem. And that's what I'm terrified of her potentially saying. Right. I don't, I don't want to hear anything that's, you know, I'm doing this for the podcast. So like, I, you know, and, and for my, for me always wanting to do this. So like part of me is like scared. And in the last eight years I have lost a significant amount of people and a lot of them in tragic ways, um, two to cancer, one, um, one in an accident, one suddenly, um, one from a heart attack, one, two of them from old age, um, you know, like not so good stuff and not to sound morbid, but there's an abundance of people that I was close with that can come through to her. Um, my uncle Dominic just recently passed away and, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, what, what make, who may come through, what she's going to say and things like that. So you know, and my aunt too. So right. it's a lot of stuff and I'm curious, but I'm also, you know, I'm going to have my, my mind is going to be clear. She says, you know, if you go into it trying to fool me and not have an open mind and you're, you're, you know, you're holding back, it doesn't work. So I'm curious to see her tactics because you've watched shows on TV. Um, you know, like I said, John Edwards was one of the first big psychics when we were growing up. Yep. You turned on, I was it 11 or Fox 5. I was always on. That guy was and always he was on. on. The Long Island Medium was always on. Picking, pick, she came after. Yeah. And that was like TLC. I know, but she got so much press because it was cable. Right. Right. John Edwards was, was regular. He was public broadcast. Yeah, broadcast. So I'm curious. I am curious. When I was in Long Beach Island, there's a psychic there. She has a little shop right next to the Fudge Shop. That's how I know, because I'm a fat kid at heart. And I actually stood there watching her do palm readings. And um, I was like, should I do it? You know, should I do it? And I was like, nah, I'm on vacation. You know, I don't want to hear something that I don't want to hear. and Ruin your whole vacation. And waste 40 minutes or however long it was. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, Joanne and I, you know, we reached out to one another and we set a date and I says, Hey, would you mind doing a reading? There's something I wanted to do and we could do it live on the, you know, the episode. We'll do it for the video YouTube channel right after we're done recording the episode. And she said, absolutely. So, uh, and she's interviewed and read people that are celebrities. Uh, Jennifer, uh, Vanessa Hudson, Hudgens. Okay. Yeah. She's like, she's from, from, from Netflix shows and shows on TV and actresses. Matter of fact, I'll pull up her page real quick. That's, I was, uh, I was blown away. That's, that's the, Girl from High School Musical. I Let think. me see real quick. Joanne, here's her. Well, while you're pulling it up, like, so I, I got some stuff here on Psychics that I looked up before I came here because, you know, I wanted to kind of, I know your your episodes primarily tonight is all about, like, kind of setting it up. I didn't do a monologue today because it's Labor Day and we're just talking about things to come. Okay. So there's no monologue, FYI. Okay. Well, hey, look, 
I know that when, when we were talking, you were talking about this was going to be an episode setting up for your for your listeners what's coming down a pipe. So I was like, all right, let me look up a couple of things that I know you got coming up. And uh, Yeah, Vanessa Hudgens. I'm looking at her page right now. That's a... Uh, she gave a psychic reading to Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, that's the girl from uh, High School Musical. Yeah. That's, so, uh, yeah. And I was like, wow. Like she's, she does all the Hallmark movies now. I love Hallmark. Those Christmas movies are great, man. Dude. Uh, yeah, gotta go on the Hallmark well, Christ, cruise. Christmas is let's. So, uh, well, let's get through Halloween first. Yes. All right. I, I'm a big believer, and I hate that everything gets pushed up for further and further north. You know, further and further in advance. Like, have you been to Costco's? It's like Christmas and Halloween to be together. It's mind blowing, bro. I got out of work, and my kids got out of school on like June 27th. By July 1st, the back to school stuff was already out. I'm like, no. No, no, no. Like, this is too soon. Like, we have to get to a point where we move. St- I get it. They're trying to make money and they're trying to push products. But uh, give them a break. As a kid, I remember this very vividly. Small little kitchen where I grew up in the apartment building and learning, which you've been to many times. Yes, sir. My mom had this little ass TV. We put it on the, on the kitchen table. We'd watch TV while she was cooking and sometimes while we were eating. And I always had summer school, except for like a good four-year span where I was just really just doing what I was supposed to do. and um, I don't remember that at all. No, there was. It was a short period. And senior year of high school, I had no summer school. I was like, no, no I meant I meant the summer school. Not like I drove you every day and put on schools out for summer and changed you, the lyrics. No, no. It was a small little window of times I didn't have summer school. And I remember this commercial coming out, and it was the most wonderful time of the year song playing. And it was parents going through the aisles just throwing, like, pencils into the shopping cart and pens and book bags because the kids were going back to school, which means they had a little bit of freedom, you know? And I remember seeing that commercial and being like, you mother. You know, like, I, I, oh, it grinded my gears, man. Yeah, but- I definitely I definitely tried to avoid a lot of the big retail shops. Like, the whole first month of July, I'm like, no, I can't deal with this this early. So, um, but I know you were looking it up. While you were looking it up, I, I did, like I said, you know, I wanted to do, I, I, I know I'm the research guy, right? I want to do a little research. And... Um, I don't want to color your opinion and how you're going to act on the psychic episode, but I do have a couple of facts I wanted to bring up, if I you don't mind. Hear. All right. So, like, and just FYI, before Nick kicks off his 14 paragraph essay that he wrote tonight, Nick is joining the, uh, the he's on, on board already. The, epi- the website will be updated this week. But Nikki is going to be our history buff, our, our researcher. Uh, when things have an in depth history to it, Nikki does this stuff like the back of his hand. Like he goes, he literally goes to a library, pulls this stuff out. So he is like top notch, five golden stars from a teacher sticker. Thank you. To the, he's the guy to go to, and we're like very lucky to have him come on board. Listen, so he gave he did a little bit of research for this episode today, um, which is just a, a forecast of what's things to come. So go ahead, take it away. So you know, just a couple of things, right? Like, and I thought this was really. This is cool stuff. Like, this is cool stuff that you don't really see. Like, it's is on OJP, so O is in orange, J is in uh, Jeter, P is in Peter, .gov, mm-hmm. which is an offshoot of the Department of Justice. So really? this is an actual Department of Justice website. They talk, there's an, and I couldn't read the whole article because I don't have the whole access, but like the abstract, psychics have been partnering in police work for years. Um, and they have this thing called the Professional Psychics Union which only gets involved after it's like contact. It won't offer its services first, right? You have to contact them. But they will accept invitations from police after the fact, right? Now, they did a survey, and, and the survey shows that 31 out of 50 large agencies have not used. And that, again, this is 93, so this is 30 years ago. This isn't super up to date. Mm-hmm. But as of then, 
31 agencies out of the 50 biggest in, in the country had not used. Now, I just want to point out the way I look at data, that means that 19 out of 50. 2021 was when I did that episode. I was, wow. I was two yeah. years. So two years ago is when I did almost the psychic, to the day. Yeah. Almost mm-hmm. to the day. So, you know, that, where was I? Um, 31 hadn't done it, right? Two years to the day. Damn. So that's pretty wild. Um, 31 haven't done it. That means 19 have. So you look at, these are the biggest agencies in the country and 19 of them have used psychics to help with cases. Okay. Now it also says the FBI have not. It says that they would not, but it doesn't mean that a psychic can't call into a hotline and give a tip. And they don't, they, as long as they can verify, it's not like they're going out of their way and say, oh, this was a psychic. But the fact that 19 of the 50 biggest agencies that they surveyed admitted to using psychics on their cases is pretty powerful. I'm actually blown away that there was 50 agencies and I only know of like three or four of them. Well, I think they mean giant police agencies. So like the big... Within states. Within states, right. So it's across the whole country. So you could be talking about like maybe NYP... Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers, NYPD. um, Maybe like uh, WITSEC or something like that. But I would assume none of the federal agencies. Navajo, police. Did you see that video? It was on uh, Unsolved Mysteries and I did an episode on on them too. The real Mulder and Scully minus the... the, uh, Right. Well, Mulder and Mulder. Yeah, Mulder and Mulder. <laughs> um, so or maybe yeah. they want to be Scully and Scully. Well, you never know today's day, right? <laughs> uh, anyways, so multiple sources. Now, this is, this is I found interesting, right? Because you always think you see all these people you walk past and you think it's got to be like super special. And I don't want to take anything away from the people who are legitimate. But a lot of the research I did, like mo- a couple of the sources said that anyone is capable of performing psychic feats. It just requires a super big level of concentration. So most, not most. Count me out. <laughs> Cause I can. Legitimate psychics are gonna, they're, they're one of their best qualities, at least according to this. And I, I really haven't spoken to one. So maybe you can, fi- you know, find this out when you talk to Joanne. I'll let you know in two weeks. Um, legitimate psychics have a great tool at their disposal that they can get people into a heightened sense. And that's how they play off of energy. A lot of what I saw was that they used the energy around the person, not necessarily the person. <laughs> I just had a lantern fly fly right by my face because we're outside. Of course so, we are. But proceed. Uh, there are different specialties, right? So I, we just talked about like palmistry, right? Uh, you talk about ones that are going more for the uh, clairvoyance, which is the future reading. And then there's like, see, like when I talk about psyches, I think like tarot readers, and that would scare me because if you pull a bad tarot hand, then I, then it's that's where I would be like, that's a bad self-fulfilling prophecy, right? And I don't – I have tarot cards. I've never used them, like other than to like think that they look cool. I don't have any clue how to use them. So I don't want to mess with it. It's like a Ouija board, man. Yeah, that's why I don't want to mess with it. Um, I'm actually um, – speaking of Ouija boards, one of my questions I 100% want to ask her is I kept the questions – brief with her on the phone but i want to ask her like what her religious background is and what she thinks about what some catholics and christians say about you know psychics and boards that you know predict things like you know the ouija which i don't even know if psychics really use that they use their own you know i'm I'm very curious as what she has to say when it comes to you know how 
her religion and what she, you know, it, it's like a fine line. You know, when you're religious, you technically not supposed to really necessarily believe and talk about the things that we discuss on the podcast. You know what I mean? But then she actually said something to me. I'll let her talk about it next week, but that blew my mind too. Um, I don't want to give away too many surprises for your episode. So no, it was it was interesting. I'll leave it at that. But we'll we'll, we'll touch base. So on it. And, and then I'm gonna get right back to my topic. But I know you, and I you know if your listeners who have paid attention, you were on your road to being a priest, right? I was. Okay. So what do priests do, other than serve mass, and and practice sacraments? What do they do? What are they? What are they for us? With their servants of God, which means what? They hear God. They speak to God. Isn't that what a psychic does? Well, you, this is a question I want to ask her. Just does to, just to she, put that out there as think, a thought. First of all, I don't know what her religion background is. I don't know if she's Catholic, Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, or atheist. I don't know. Right. But if she goes along the lines and saying, yeah, I'm Catholic, then I'll ask her, do you think your powers come from God? You know, I want to ask. These are the questions I'm, I'm curious that I'm definitely going to Drop. I'm, I might even do with you. I might write a, lo- a loose leaf piece of paper back in front of questions I'm going to ask her. Scratch one off the list. It might be a three hour episode. Who knows? But I'm I'll very. For it. I'm very curious to hear what she has to say on how it, how it came about. Does she believe it's uh, a, a maleficent force that's giving her these powers, or is it a benign force? You know, like things like to that nature. I got those words right, right? Yep. Oh, good. I, uh, Malignant. Malign. Malign. You talk about evil, right? Not maleficent. Evil. Malignant. Right? Malignant. Maleficent? No, maleficent. Okay. And then benign is like, you know. Oh, benign. 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 I'm sorry. Benign. I didn't hear you. Yes, benign. Benign. I said benign, but it's benign. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, honestly, you know, you, you've had other people on here who have supernatural dealings, and then you've had people on here who have stories. I know you've, you've had Lindsay on here from her podcast. Cra- craziest interview I've done, craziest paranormal story I've, I've heard from someone firsthand. So, but I mean, look, they got to come from somewhere, right? Like these connections. She's, she thinks she's psychic too. She had a little thing on her, on the episode with me where she was with her husband and she's, he said, you know, pick a number and she said seven and she did something on the phone call with me that blew my mind that my wife said something that day Hours before we recorded with Lindsay, saying lucky number seven, and then she told the story about the number seven, and lo and behold, the number seven popped up. And I text her, like, the screenshot of my conversation with, with, with Amy, and I was like, this is, look at the conversation, look what you said today. Look at the story you told, you know? And she was like, that's crazy. And she, she thinks that she has an untapped into power psychic ability. Listen, Which man, makes I, sense because there's a lot of things that happen to her still to this day. Any touch of the supernatural, as far as I'm concerned, paranormal, t- supernatural, when you're talking about, and I'm not talking about cryptids right now, because those are, those are natural beings that we just don't know of or know enough about. Because they they're, they're creatures, right? They're, they're living, breathing creatures. When I say supernatural, I mean like outside the realm of what we really understand life. You know, we could talk about, you know, the um, shadow people or whatever. Whatever you want to talk about, what do you mean that? Touching the supernatural has to come from, as far as I'm concerned, one of two places. Either up high or down low. That's my opinion. No one's ever going to change that. It's got to come from somewhere. 
It just doesn't, I mean, energy, fine. But where'd that energy come from? It's got to be being pushed by something. And Two in the box, ready to go. We be high, we be fast, and they, they be slow. slow. I don't know why that reminded me of that. Well, hey. Um, but, you know, you, you also brought up religion, and I wanted to bring up one of my things was when we, we, we talk about Halloween, I know you've talked about the history of Halloween, but I, I kind of delved a little different. Like, I know you've talked about Samhain, but I've, I've delved a little different on it. Uh, but one of the things that popped up was bobbing for apples. And I, I think I did see this, too. And so I made a connection up, like, because they, they – all right, so the story is and, – and I'll get into the history of it later when we, when we talk about, like, the breakdown of Halloween. The women would mark these apples with like their initial or whatever, they would scratch it a certain way, whatever, and throw it in the in the the bucket. Men would go in one at a time and dive in and they would pull up a, an apple in the way to identify originally it was a love connection. And they're not claiming that they were psychic. They were just claiming it was very mystical. Like you dunk your head in and you came up with one apple and it's my apple kind of a deal. Like this was a big belief that this was a mystical, almost prophetic. Like this you were destined to be together, right? So, you know, destiny and fate, that's another thing you can get into. But, like, the fact is, bobbing for apples goes along with the history and it goes along with a psychic connection, right? A mysticism kind of a psychic connection, which I thought was really, you know, I was about to say radical and really age myself there. But really radical, like, it was just really something that I had not heard before. So When I was doing the Halloween, one of the Halloween episodes, I think I've done two or three already. I did see the Bob for Apple thing. Um, I didn't know. I didn't go that in depth of reading about it, though. I just took. I did the. I think the most recent one I did was the story of the jack o' lantern, like where that story came from and why we paint jack o' lanterns and where that the whole story came from and why we do it, which was interesting to me. Actually, I think it was one of my first reels I did on TikTok when I was trying to get into TikTok because I didn't know how to use it. So I was like one of the one of the first videos I've done. But uh, interesting story, and I think I actually tried to tell the story on that episode, uh, best of my ability, if I remember correctly. Oh man, what was his name? Something. Uh, gosh, he was he was he would just get all the free stuff, but something Jack. I know that. Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't it. tip the bartenders. He wouldn't tip the bartenders. He uh, wouldn't buy rounds for anybody. Wouldn't buy rounds. He stole, and then when he was running away from a pub, you know. Uh, the devil was waiting for him and he tricked the devil and he tricked the devil so well that he ended up not even being allowed into hell or heaven because he was so evil that he ended up roaming around with this, this light. And that's where the, in a nutshell, that's where the jack-o'-lantern story came from, which is, you know, pretty crazy how everyone has these jack-o'-lanterns out on Halloween time, which we already see some of them, you know, now already in the first couple of days of September. Oh, come on. It's, it's pumpkin season. Yes. I'm, pumpkin season. I'm well aware by the women in leggings already and uh, flannel. the flannel and the, uh, the Uggs. The Uggs and the pumpkin spice latte that came out two weeks ago when it was still August. Earliest it's ever come out. I cannot believe it. I go to 7 Eleven religiously. So I uh, brave the, you know, the bums that are routinely there because every 7 Eleven has to have one. Right. And walk in and see the pumpkin spice coffee keg right there. And I'm like, wow, that's early. So you know what? I've never had pumpkin spice. I've always been like anti-pumpkin spice. I've always, it, just to be a contrarian. And, it, you know, I, uh, 
I saw this protein that I'm going to now try, and I'm going to try it as a pumpkin spice protein, and I'm like, I'm going to have to suck it up and say I was wrong if this is good. I, I usually drink it. It is good. It does taste good. I have to give, I have to give credit where credit's due, right? But I can't have it unless it's literally 60 or 55 degrees in the morning when I wake up. When I get that crisp air in the morning where I'm like, oh, I need a hoodie today. Or that was the other day. That, Did you see that? The it other was day? close. It was close. Like two days ago, I was like, wow, it's chilly out. It was out. nice. It was nice, but it wasn't where it was brisk. When it's brisk and I walk out of my house and I'm like, oh, you know, the nips are getting hard. That's when I'm like, all right, today will be the first day of pumping and spice coffee. So I thought it was going to happen. And then I saw the forecast and yesterday and today it was like 90 degrees. And I'm like, all right, well, it won't happen for another week or so. Well, there's that climate change again. Yeah, right? Still summer and it's 90 degrees. Huh. Who, who would have dunk? Who would have dunk it? Shocking. So, yeah, so Halloween and we talked about Joanne coming on board. Cannot wait for that. A uh, little brief history of Halloween. And, um, you know, Halloween is big in the world of paranormal. For people that love and enjoy paranormal, September to the end of October is like, it's like Christmas to people that love Christmas. There's um, episodes that already started coming out brand new. Um, I'm a big fan of Paranormal Court on Camera. Um, the prolonged start till this season of season six that just began, I just feel like they should have just waited till September at that point. Mm-hmm. They already did six episodes. I only think it goes 13, 14 episodes. Six, wow. Yeah, they did six episodes. I think they should have just waited. But um, Line it up to have the last one come out on Halloween. Unless they did that on purpose. I don't know. I, they, they, you know, they release it all different times of the year. So. But uh, that's a show that I, I watch regularly. And, you know, I anticipate shows like that. You go on Discovery Plus. Last year, they had, uh, I forgot what they called it. Like, Spooky Halloween Nights or something like that. They didn't have much... I was disappointed. I thought they were going to have more. They did have uh, an episode about Robert the Doll, which I did an episode of myself. You're not getting me to go see that thing. I Nope. I'm with Joey on that one. We'll go there eventually. And my aunt went. She has a house in Key West, which she welcomes me to go every year. And I don't take her up on the offer because I hate flying. But this next summer... But I'm, you'll go see a cursed doll. <laughs> I will think I'm going to take her up on the offer to... to Use her house and go to that museum and see Robert the Doll and take pictures next to it. Like, Make like, sure you follow the rules, man. Yeah, ain't follow. I don't believe. See that? I don't believe. I don't believe in curses. I don't believe that. I, know, I don't I believe. I know. But um, we've had that discussion. I think bad luck. If you are someone that is on the brink of believing or not believing, and you go see the doll, and someone tells you, you know, there at the museum, like, hey, you got to do this, this, and that, and you put it in someone's head. And that person flies home and gets sick or gets into a car accident. Now, because you told them before they saw the doll, that's what they're going to say. They're going, oh, fuck. They, he, they, Nick told me that that doll was haunted and it must be true because I got into a car accident and I got a flat tire and, and or my tooth fell out, you know, or I, 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 I stepped on a Lego. Like, Ugh. you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's a thing. So I don't, I did an episode on curses as well. Mm-hmm. A while, oh, yeah, I like season one, a I, one. So, Undoubtedly, I don't really believe in curses and superstition, you know. I'm superstitious in baseball. Well. Because, not superstitious, but it's like... You, got, uh, you, ha- you have, you have um, you know, behaviors and patterns that you're going to do no matter what. Like, I mean, you look at a guy like even like Aaron Judge, right? He chews bubblegum. He will spit out, he will chew the same bubblegum until he gets a hit. And then spit that piece out and put another piece in. 
So like, it's not superstition. More of it's like, you know, it's like... That's superstition. You can't really say that's routine. No, not routine. I mean, you I'm could. Not, I'm not looking for it, the word's not coming to me right now. Like it's, it's. I'm blanking on it, but it's, it's, it's almost a compulsion. Compulsion is the word. Like your, com, your compulsion or you're urged to have to do something. See, I don't. I know of Aaron Judge. I know he's a monster, but I have almost something similar to that. So I don't play as much softball as I used to. I used to play literally like four or five days a week, sometimes twice a night, twice a day. Um, so I kind of like hung up the the cleats and then came out of retirement last fall to play in a local league because it's right right here, right? And we won the championship and I pitched and I played fairly decent for someone who hadn't played in a year and change. And then uh, played in the police league recently for a precinct here. Um, not the one I used to play for, but a totally different one. And um, I played well. I can't speak for my team. Um well, and then oh, I, I listen. I'll, I'll say it flat out. And I'm not a, like I'm not on brag, and I don't tootin', but you know I'm I'm not a bad ball player. And then we just recently started the fall league again this year, where I played last fall, and um, I have a habit that I don't do it like I used to. But I used to chew tobacco. That's why I vape. I don't vape because I see everyone doing it. I vape because I used to chew tobacco like relentlessly. And I didn't want to keep doing it to damage my gums and my teeth and, you know, get cancer that way. And I know vaping is not necessarily better or worse, but I stopped chewing tobacco on a daily basis. And I now I only do it when I'm at the field. Okay. Once in a blue, if I'm in the mood, I'm playing MLB The Show or Call of Duty or whatever I'm playing, I'll throw a lip in and I'll, you know, whatever. But it's not like I used to. I used to do it all the time. But I caught myself at every game I went to, I'll buy a tin of tobacco and I'll put the lip in. And, um, you know, I'll get my hits and I'll leave the lip in and I'm saying to my, and I spit it out if I'm not hitting or I'm not, or, or I walk a guy cause I pitch, you know, and then I'll throw a new one in. So some just kind of coincides to what you said about Aaron judge, but it really is like superstitious. Like, oh, this, this piece of chewing tobacco is not good. I'm not hitting, I'm not pitching good. So I got to throw another one, at, another one in, spit the old one out. So superstitions and curses. I, I can't necessarily be on board with, you know, and they all come from something many, many eons ago that spawned about that tale. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, everything, everything finds its basis in some past tradition or urging or, you know, need. It's almost like it's almost like a dragging need on you to do certain things and that you know i don't get into mental things but that could be something in regards to your mental composition your brain chemistry like people have urges that they have to follow through on and i'm not the you know the, the worst case urges are the ones that end up behind bars because they're you know serial versus you know ones that are just like i have ocd so certain urges i have to keep you know things neat I have to keep things kind of like edged or it will annoy me, right? So like, I get it, but you find basis in certain things, right? So, you know, you, you've talked a lot about um, history and, and things coming from history. I, I wanted to touch base with, I started with the, the bobbin for apples and we are getting into spooky season. So when we get into spooky season, one of, I got like three movies I really love to see in spooky season. It's Hocus Pocus. Mm, classic. Ha Halloween Town. Mm-hmm first couple after they got rid of the original actress i wasn't really watching it and beetlejuice okay now i bring up beetlejuice because i'm gonna make you do an impression in a second here okay and i'm gonna say that 
Something that I don't think I've ever heard you talk about in the history of Halloween is the Romans. Did you just say the Romans? I did, in fact, say that was twice. The Romans. That would be three. Uh, so if you, you just brought on the angry history geek, Michael DeLuna. <laughs> For all those, again, who don't know, when I do that impersonation, I am talking about the angry history geek on TikTok who loves to talk about history, especially the Roman Empire. But proceed. So, I haven't heard you talk about it, so I wanted to really bring it up because I found it interesting when I was doing some of my lookups. 43 AD, and around the next 400 years, the Romans really kind of took over the Celts. Now, the Celts are really where we find the basis of Samhain, which you've talked about before, which is the basis for Halloween, right? You want to dive into that in a minute? That's fine, but... Was it Sa- Sam- Salmon? Salmon? So, am I saying it wrong? I might be butchering yeah, this one. Salmon, Salmon. So, yeah, I mean, Celtic Celtic for me is, is difficult to pronounce, so you might catch me a bunch on that one. Um, anyway, so the Romans took over, right? And they had two other festivals that they combined with this Celtic festival. One was the festival of Feralia, which was held on the last day of October, and it commemorated the passing of the dead. Sound familiar? Dio de los Muertos. That would be another one, right? It just so happens that all these same, similar, you know, every, every culture has a, a way of celebrating, right? Um, and I was one. So there's the celebration of the dead, which is really traditionally when we talk about Halloween and the supernatural element, it always has to do with the dead. Then there was the festival of Pomona. Now, Pomona was the goddess of fruits and trees. Even though it's not mentioned in the Bible, when you say the fruit of the tree, everybody always immediately pictures Adam, an apple, yeah, right? right? An Adam, apple from Adam and Eve, an apple. Never, never, ever, ever said, said it was an, an apple. apple. It said fruit. Correct. But everybody pictures, even on my arm, it's an apple. All right? So, apple bobbing was brought in by the Romans into this tradition. Like I said, had to do more with like that love life and whatnot. Um, but I looked up a couple other things. Apples were thrown to ward off evil spirits. Okay. And then even, and this is, this is cause I'm a Potterhead and September 1st is, you know, go back to school, Harry. Mm-hmm. One of the professors in Harry Potter is the herbology professor. Her name is professor Sprout. Now herbology is all about botany and the plants and all that. Her first name is Pomona. Now, never in my life did I make this connection till you never put two and two together. Never until I was doing this research. I don't know if it has anything to do with it, but I'm assuming she's a smart lady. She probably did her research on why she named people certain things. Pomona having to do with all plant life in a magical world kind of makes 100 percent sense to me. Right. That's probably where they got it from. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, so you know. But I'm just saying that's where they got where they got it from. And then you know, we got to America, right? And so we would go hundreds of years. I mean, I could talk about how the Pope incorporated, um, just declared one day, Pope uh, Benedict III declared, no, sorry, Gregory III declared. This, this I touched on. You touched on this one? I touched on it a little bit. There was controversy in the in Catholicism with having Halloween as a day, and then he declared it All but, Saints All day. Saints Day, which is November 1st. Right, and then All Souls Day or All Hallows' Eve right. fall on the same day, which right. is... Excuse me. The day before. What's interesting about that, you bring up that this is a problem with Catholics. It wasn't so much a problem with Catholics in this country as the Protestants. Protestants were very buttoned up in the original, you know, the origination of what became the United States. So you'd have, let's say, New England, which were high, you know, Northeast colonies. They weren't getting a lot of traction, the Europeans that were coming here with their traditions that dated back all the way to the Celts, right? And it wasn't until, you know, 
more European ethnic groups and Native Americans started getting together that we kind of get the beginnings of our Halloween. All right. And uh, that was the second half of the 19th century. So it's about like the late 1800s into the 1900s. And you had a flood of Irish immigrants came in. So it kind of reinvigorated it. But then what happened is, you know, you had a lot of, uh, I want to say, I don't know if this is the same time as, as witch content or, or witch hunts, but this was this, they wanted to get the supernatural and the scary and the horror out of Halloween. And they made it more of a kid's holiday. Then the 1920s to the 1950s roll around and all they're getting is the older kids that have nothing to do start committing, you know, some graffiti and they start committing some problems. So what do they do? That's when trick-or-treating comes back around. Give them something to do. Give them a tiny little treat. Buy them off. Instead of them causing havoc and mayhem, now you're giving them food and they're leaving right. them That I know was a big was a big purpose of Halloween. It was people, kids were stealing... Um, decorations out of front lawns and communities came together. It's like, what could we do to stop the kids from doing this? And they started giving out candy. And I believe Hershey got real rich off of this for, for giving out candy and things of that nature to the kids. And that's how they stopped them from being, you know, juvenile delinquents around Halloween time. Right. I mean, that's really, that's, and then that's where we are now. Like it's just gotten bigger and bigger since. And that's why candy is a thing. This area here, where our studio is, mm-hmm. is insane on Halloween. I know. I've walked around this area. Insane. I can't make a few blocks with my kids, and then I, I like I have to dump it into my car, or I have you, to dump okay. it into a garbage bag. So check this out. I worked on Halloween last year, right? Halloween fell on a Monday last year. Do you know how long it took me to get from my job? And obviously, you know where I work, but do you know how long it took me to get from my job to here? What time did you leave? Five o'clock. That's I think, before, yeah. Five, school's out before dinner. I, it was either five o'clock or 4.30. One oh, of those two. Okay, school's out before dinner on Halloween on a Monday night. Probably took you at least an hour to get here. Took me an hour and 30 minutes, almost 40 minutes, to a point where I was like, I'm starving because I didn't eat that day. So I'm going to order some Chinese food, pick it up, bring it there, eat, go trick-or-treating, come back and chill. Because, you know, for me, it's... For me, Monday Monday's Friday for me. That's why... We do the recordings on a Monday. Um, and I ordered the Chinese food about five minutes after getting out of the gates of my job. I couldn't even pick it up. I just left it. I was like, I'm not, by the time I get there, it's going to be an hour and change, like sitting on the counter. They probably got mad. I'm not proud of it. But the traffic was so horrendous, dude. It didn't matter what way I went. I put ways on and there was red lines. Everywhere, bro. This was last year, right? So I had the same problem. There was an accident too on the highway that year, uh, last year. I know because literally came home from where I work, and I, I brought my kids home. Now they could trick or treat around the area where I worked, which we did. We always do that first because there's you know there's a lot of the the businesses in that area will give out small treats and stuff. So I was like, all right, let's do that first. Throw them in a the car, go home. I actually told them to get out of the car and start walking. Because it took me 25 minutes to go across one block. Jeez. It took because the, not only the kids walking across the street and the families, that's not so much because they, they eventually, some courtesy does pop up and they stop for a minute and they let you drive, right? But the line of cars backed up before the highway. I'm not kidding. From the end of one block to get down that block was 25 minutes. 
Dude. It, I, the one year we went trick-or-treating in Connecticut, one of my wife's friends lived up there and we did, uh, and it was like kind of like still during COVID 2021. So everything was outside. It was nice. No, it was no craziness. But last year was probably the worst I have ever seen Halloween. And that just goes to show you the popularity. I think it, I think Halloween is either the first or second most celebrated holiday in the United States. I think second to Christmas. See, it's interesting because I, I would feel like almost at this point, it's not technically a holiday, really. No, it's I mean, not. look, it's, it's, it's you don't get a you don't get a uh, a vacation. Uh, no, you don't a get day, a vacation. You know what so I mean? it's not it's not a federal holiday. It is it is a celebration, right? We are, we we can go back all the way through the history like we just did. It is a celebration, but I would think at this point it's probably even more celebrated by families and kids because you got a lot of you know Christmas is a Christian holiday. Right. I mean, yeah, I get it. You give out gifts and every kid likes that idea. Right. But it does find its basis more in Christian religion than, you know, a world religion or a paganism like the Celtic version of, of what Halloween evolved from. So, you know, I feel like Halloween is just that much more pervasive. First off, everybody can go out unless they can't celebrate, you know, holidays. If they can't celebrate holidays, obviously they won't go out on Halloween, but they don't feel excluded you know, from a holiday because it's like the Christian version, right? Or the Catholic version, right? Which is Christmas is considered the Christian version of a holiday. So I get that. I get where Halloween would be even more popular. Plus, you know, like I said, you, kids are going back to school. So you're going to get supplies anyway. And what are the first decorations out? Halloween. So that's what they see when they're going to the store with their parents because you got to drag them with you sometimes because, you know, I have little kids. So you know what it's like too. You, sometimes they're with you, and all they see is all the Halloween decorations. I try to avoid going shopping with my little one. It's it just quicker. And if I take the wife, it becomes an all-day event. So I do it by myself, or I try to at least. But Halloween is definitely something that is advertised very early. And, you know, like, listen, let's face it. We were all kids once. I remember the end of September into October – the going through the change of seasons, which was actually a lot earlier, I feel, when I, we were younger. I feel as soon as it hit September, or maybe we just don't have a good memory of the weather back then, but I feel like September the third, by the third week, second week of September, it was already chilly. But I remember October coming about, and you could see the leaves roll orange and yellow, and you knew it was October. Climate change. All the new, yeah, all the new shows were out already, full stream ahead, and, um, you know, I was anticipating, you know, Halloween and predominantly I was in Catholic school, I would say 90% of growing up. So you already knew Halloween, you were in school, but the next day in Catholic school, guess what? You were off. You were off. So if Halloween- You're supposed to go to mass, but you were off. Yeah. Yes. So if, if you had Halloween on a Thursday, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three day weekend after Halloween. And I remember plenty of those, you know, it was, it was awesome. You know, and and was big for me. My mom loves Halloween. My, my mom is is a big reason why I am into paranormal and into horror. And Halloween was so big that she made one of actually she made me and my brother costumes one year. And uh, one year I was the Phantom of the Opera. She made the entire oh that's dope the entire outfit. I, the only thing we bought was the mask. You know the half the half mask. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I had the top hat. I had the walking stick that looked like a big magic wand, the cape, the bow tie, the, the frilled shirt that goes straight down. Nice. One year she did uh, the cat in the hat. She made the cat in the hat outfit for my brother, fa- face painted. And my mom's a great artist. So, like, it looked amazing. Um, and we would do where we grew up, and you already know, there used to be horseback rides with, you know, with the hay in the back. And every storefront was giving out candy. And it was just, you know, now it's it's a little different now. Right. It's there, not- I, I feel like there's not as much. Like, I, I agree with you. I feel like I still think that this is the highest celebrated holiday. But I feel like uh, it's- Undoubtedly. You can Google it. And it will say Halloween is either one, two, or three out of all the holidays. Matter of fact, let's go a quick Google. Okay. Okay. Uh, so while you're doing that, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, I feel like one, yes, I feel like the seasons kind of shifted a little bit. I feel like it gets colder later than it used to. Two, the TV shows, like you mentioned, that's a that's a financial decision on their part. I'm sure you could bring that up with Dario, but that's a financial decision because they want their last weeks to coincide with the sweep weeks which is what their research shows is when the most people are going to watch. I mean, people are cutting cords anyway. I got rid of the cord too, but you know, I feel like it's just, it's, you're right on those points. So, and then we, we grew up in the same neighborhood. So, you know, I used to walk the same neighborhood you used to walk and used to get a lot more buy-in from the neighborhood than you do now. Like, I feel like the neighborhood just does not put out as much and whether it's because people moved away or, People that have moved in don't celebrate or don't have kids or whatever. Whatever the case is, it just it doesn't feel the same. And a lot of those storefronts, like you mentioned, yeah, you get some from them, but not nowhere near as much as we used to get when we were kids. Like, it was a bigger thing. Okay, so I got the... This is from thefamilynation.com. So I do remember seeing Halloween was number two at one point, but I'll just take this random website. It came up. So... This is from thefamilynation.com. So in order of, of top holidays, number one being the highest. highest. Number one, it has New Year's. Number two is the Chinese New Year's between the 21st of January to the 21st of February. Then at number three is Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Bum. Uh, number four, St. Patrick's Day, which I can kind of see. Five is Easter. Six is Ramadan and Eid al Fatur, Eid, but yeah, Eid al Fatur. Um, number seven is Independence Day. Number eight is Oktoberfest, October, which is not really a holiday; it's a tradition. And then at number nine, they have Halloween. And then number ten is Diwali, in Diwali. October as well. So now, did you did you look up? Um, you looking this up on this website? Is this worldwide or is this United States? This is FamilyNation.com, and it says. It is the top 10, actually 15. I just didn't go past number 10. Um, doesn't specify. But there are some in the world, and then there's some that specifically go just to the United States. Okay. I mean, uh, I, I, heck, I wouldn't have thought that. Like, I mean, I just I pulled one up, too, while you were looking. Like, Thanksgiving popped up as the number one. Yeah, it's all different. Yeah, yeah it depends. Why... I guess it really depends on your source. But, I mean, like, I could see, like, New Year's is alcohol. St. Patrick's Day is alcohol. Thanksgiving is food. Food. So, like, you, you're hitting things that are just, like, you have an excuse to go binge and go crazy. And look, that's fine. You know, and I've been there. So, 
I get it. It's just, um, and again, this is how, the, the research I came up with was Halloween was geared. When we started taking certain elements out of Halloween and making it a more commercial holiday, you took it and made it a little kid holiday, which means it's less for everyone and it's more geared towards a specific audience. When you have it as a broader audience, New Year's is much broader because it's anybody over the age of 18. Right. Thanksgiving is anybody who can celebrate with friends or family, whether you call it Friendsgiving or Thanksgiving, whichever, right? You know, same thing with, um, with, uh, what was another one you mentioned in there? East, uh, St. Patrick's Day. Drinking. Just, just drinking. It's just Valentine's an excuse to go Day, out drinking. Food and drinking. Valentine's and Day. And romance, which right. comes in the jewelry and, uh, you know. Right, right. Which is, Valentine's Day is a, it's, it celebrates St. Valentine, but it is actually just, it's just made up to make more money. Yes. It is legitimately one, I think it's the only holiday that's you know actually what? We'll made get in, We'll get money. into that real quick, but we'll take a momentary pause. And we're back from our little bathroom break. So, yeah, we're talking about the holidays. Um, started with Halloween. We went to Valentine's Day. And the chocolate industry, they, um, they needed money. So that's where Valentine's Day really came about. You know, they used the St. Valentine and they used the whole story and came up with this elaborate, you know, whole story about Cupid and the whole nine. And they needed to sell chocolate because it was a downtime, I believe, if I remember correctly. Paraphrasing here. And, um, yeah, so Valentine's Day, but, um, Halloween, as we alluded to before, was trying to keep the kids from being crazy and it involved chocolate and putting chocolate out in front of the porches of people's houses, getting them dressed up. And, uh, Halloween's a very, very big holiday, not really holiday, but a, a day of celebration. And it goes, like you said before earlier into many different cultures and nationalities they celebrated in different days different ways you know catholics really celebrated essentially the next day technically on all saints day um the mexican culture it's dia de los muertos damn i say that good you do that was that was pretty good you have struggles with pronunciations on like in american english words english words and that one you nailed it nailed it dia de los muertos drink modelo Better than Bud Light. <laughs> actually, the, the the Mexican culture, and I haven't actually did an episode about it, and I would I would love to actually get uh, Joey Valentino in because his wife's actually um, Mexican, Mexican descent, and she knows a lot about like the the folklore in Mexico. Bro, there's so much down there. And you know, dude, I watched one of the episodes on Paranormal Code on camera. I sent it to him. I was like, yo, you and your wife should watch this. He was like, dude, she's not watching this because she's afraid of it. But um, there was just... like a Mexican uh, witch in in the hills and there was like a cemetery of like this famous uh, Mexican singer that was killed down there and buried in the cemetery. Um, recently, the uh, fairly recently, the president of one of the presidents, I don't know how many presidents they have there. I'm not really familiar with political stuff down there. I think it's the same but president the for the last few political, years. Political, uh, yeah. I, I, he said they said the president of Mexico saw a wood elf in the tree. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens down there, dude, but um, when they celebrate Dia de los Muertos, they go to the cemeteries and literally stay there and t- and have conversations and, 
you know, celebrate in the cemetery. Now, if you do that here in the United States, obviously you get kicked out. But down there, they're in the cemetery to midnight. Right, but having, that's that's cultural. That's their culture. That's cultural. You know? Like I mean, you, like you allude to here, right? And if you watch Coco, even though it's a obviously so what a, it's 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 very accurate. Yes, they've got look. You can give. Disney, whatever crap you want. Like I, I made a, a post and I was making fun of my wife. But if you read my post, it's actually all quotes. They're pretty good when they get into cultural stuff now with being close to what it should be. Like when they the, did Moana the or they did Coco. The Vespa. Yeah. Luca. That was that, that's Luca, right? Yeah, Luca. That was actually a good movie. Listen, I, I Disney, I'll, I'll, I'll have gripes with them. And again, sorry for the background noise. If you're just putting us in at the halfway point, we are filming outside. It's Labor Day. Um, but the... Italian accents and the Italian and I speak a little Italian and the way they pronounced things and actually spoke Italian in the movie and the culture was pretty spot on in in in, in that movie Luca um, and even that the story of like the sea creatures because in around the coast over there it's actually an island off the coast of Italy that's haunted I don't remember the name offhand but the Zach Bagans and the Ghost Adventures crew went to it and stood the night very early in the seasons. Um, but they, they have a lot of lore of sea creatures and monsters in Italy. And some of that detail for, for Luca was pretty accurate to sea creatures in Italy. Um, then you talk about Coco, the whole Dia de los Muertos, the whole... You just love saying that. Well, that's, but that's... But I know. I have to say it because it's... It's the whole premise of the movie. It's yep. the premise of the movie. The beginning of the movie with, you know, with the the... the uh, what was the, the singer in that movie that he thought that was his father or his grandfather? Is that Ernesto something? Yeah, Ernesto something, something Ernesto, you know. And I can't remember the last name, but it's Ernesto something. When they go to the cemetery. With the guitar. Yeah, and then his grandmother unfortunately passes away and then, she, you know, they go and she's there and you see the spirits. That's their belief that they, the what that night of the year, the dead is walking amongst us, which is brings us to Halloween because as a kid growing up, you know, I remember asking friends and my family, especially my mother, why do we dress up on Halloween? Now, obviously, we got into the more commercialized details of Halloween, but it's also said that when the dead walk among us on that day, the Day of the Dead, or Dio de los Muertos, as I like to say, <laughs> they, they you're disguised so that the spirits don't know that you are, you know, they think you're dead too. And that's why you dress up. You become out of character so that you can pass as, you know, one of the many spirits that walk around that night. Right. Um, so so we, celebrate, we celebrate the ones we loved, but we also admit in those kinds of scenarios that there are malevolent walking around. And you don't want to be touched by the malevolent. So in order to avoid the malevolent, you hide behind these costumes. As a malevolent. Those, of the malevolent. I was going to say, how many times did you say it? Malevolent. Malevolent. M. Night Shamalamalamalana. I knew you were going to say that next. How did I know that? Psychic. Oh, uh, there you that. go. Look, you might have some abilities too. Yeah, man. So Halloween's big and it's, it's coming up and... You know, the reason for this episode is we wanted to touch on Halloween and some more Which things that are... We better. haven't gotten anywhere near it yet. <laughs> no, we well, we well, we did the psychic with Joanne. Right. And um, can't wait to have her on and ask her how to pronounce her last name the right way. Uh, we touched on a little history of Halloween, thanks to your seven pages over there. Thank you. Thank um, you, thank you, thank you. And we even did Valentine's Day and how it got commercialized, every, pretty much some other holidays as well, like, yeah. you know, St. Patrick's, New Year's. 
Um, now we're going to test your history. Oh, now, boy. How good are you at history off the top of your head? Because I don't know if you touched this. Oh, well, I don't know. I like to do research, so this might be bad for me. It might make me look bad. Well, one of the episodes coming up is about Sleepy Hollow. Now, you said you have some knowledge of Sleepy Hollow, Terry. Tell me, because you were up there. At some, didn't you tell me some of your family or some something so, something to that extent was up there at, at one point? Or, or am I thinking of someone else? That I think said, you're thinking of someone else. But it's okay. I've been... I, I've been enough i've been enough around it um i wanted to in fact like i was when we were looking for a house we, we ended up going in a different direction but one of the places we were looking was irvington which is right there right um you know and i believe named after washington, washington irvington. irving um did i say irvington twice i apologize washington irving but um yeah i mean it's sleepy hall has always been it's always fascinated so many people including me I'll let you go. I, I know. I just wanted to say something. Is you just? I never knew, and I've thirty six years on this earth, and at one point with my old job, traveled to Tarrytown quite frequently. Started off once a week, and then my old job because they're morons, and I can say that now because I'm not employed there anymore, but they are. Uh, had me driving there like five days a week to drop off a piece of paper. When there was someone that had the job to do that, they asked me to do it. To take me off my busy schedule to drive 30 minutes to Terrytown. Anyways, um, I never knew Terrytown and Sleepy Hollow were one of the same. I never knew that. Literally did not know that. It's, and then uh, Julia, who is the um, content creator for Sleepy Hollow Country and um, also the owner of Horse Feathers, uh, she was telling me it's, there's a certain name. That you call a town that's kind of combined with two names like that. Really eluding me now because... I don't know that term. Yeah, that's it was a, term a certain, I'm not certain, aware of, certain so. term. Um, but never knew that until I went there. And you guys are in for a treat. And on September 25th, I believe, is the date that we're going to be doing the episode. And include the interview from when we went to Sleepy Hollow to interview Julia. And um, we learned a lot of history that's overlooked because of the tale of... Sleepy Hollow, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, The Headless Horseman. And there's more to it that is historical, that plays significance there. Um, that really is tied into the Revolutionary War, the Redcoats, the British. And um, some shows that are on TV no longer, that were on TV, uh, Turn, the show Turn, okay. somewhat accurate to things that were going on. Um, General John Andre is the person that was caught that had the the the, the plans to West Point in his boot. And if he wasn't caught by these people that were on the road that day or in the forest and they something was off about them, had he never been discovered, the British could have essentially won the Revolutionary War. And there are And so they found in his boot the plans for West Point, and we were talking about this a little bit when you came on last time, that about naval fleets, mm -hmm. the Spanish Armada, right, and the, and British, fleet. the British fleets, their, their forte was naval battles. And if they got the plans to West Point oh, and been... used their navy to go in there, they could have easily won. Like, there's nothing that the revolutionaries could have done to stop the British at that point. Right. We would have been toast. I mean, we, we had to, we had to rely on the French to cut them off. We had no Navy. 
We only our biggest advantage in that, and I don't want to get too far off topic because I know we want to go into this. Yeah, no, our, it's, our, it's good we're touching on this because this is what we're giving people the uh, you know a taste of the episodes to come for the Halloween season. Which, our biggest advantage in that kind of scenario is we knew the land, right? And I don't care if you were the British, who yes, you were technically here. But you weren't here. You weren't colonists who had grown up here and learned the land and tilled the land. Nor were you a Hessian. I don't care how good a mercenary you are. If you don't know the land, you're kind of boned in this situation, especially well, back then. Knowing the land plays significance in in war, right? right? The the Germans thought that they can go into Russia and 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 fight on and fight and take on the Russians. It worked for Napoleon too. And their tanks got to the frigid, frigid weather of Russia and couldn't handle the weather, and the Russians demolished the Germans. Napoleon and was one of the greatest military minds ever to live on this planet. He walked into Russia with ever his full forces. I think he walked out with a third of it left. Remember, and we were talking about when you were on in the Roanoke episode, just remember that these people coming from England got off the boat, like the settlers, right, coming to Newfoundland. They came off the boat. Some of them were never here. But then there was other individuals that went back and forth and took three years to get back or whatever the case may be. But they already were there. Yep. So you have people coming off these boats, coming onto the land for the first time. Once you go into the woods, guess what? You're not in England. You don't know what's no, out there. It's not a city. Who's it's not, out? Yeah. It's not paved. It's not carved. You're walking into so, unknown. And I say unknown in air quotes that you could see it. But it's unknown land to these settlers. The guerrilla warfare tactics mm -hmm. that the revolutionary, the, the French and the... Americans to be technically really won the war knowing the terrain and scouting out regiments like that's the, still the, true the today movie, why do you the, think we lost Vietnam the movie Patriot is very accurate to an extent right the, the gray fox or gray ghost whatever they call him because he knew the land because he was a British soldier who stayed and he knew the land you don't fight somebody who knows the land that's why we lost Vietnam okay that's why it was such an extended period Say whatever you want for ulterior motives. That's why we were there so long and why we needed to hook up with people that were already there in the Middle East because we would not have survived as well as we did. And that doesn't mean that we survived particularly well, but we wouldn't have survived as well as we did if we didn't have people that were native because we'd be screwed. Just the same way we won the American Revolution, you go into somebody's home turf, I don't care what your tech is, they know the land better than you. Yeah. The end. Knowing the land, home field advantage plays a big, big significance. But um, Sleepy Hollow is uh, also the Say What Again Billy podcast's first full-length video. So, uh, spoiler alert, will be about 30 minutes long um, and has footage of Joey and I and our history buff there for the event, Frank, who kind of wanted to remain off camera. So you'll see someone uh, in some of the shots. That's our history buff. He was there. Um, he knows a lot about that time period. It's one of his favorite time periods, you know, the 1800s into the early 19th, mid 1900s. And um, he was so giving us intel on a lot of the stuff that took place in the Revolutionary War as a whole, not just in Sleepy Hollow, in Tarrytown. Um, but we learned a lot of things there. We learned about the Old Dutch Cemetery, that who was buried there, the significance of Washington Irving. Learned about this statue that we, I don't even want to say, I don't want to ruin it, but we looked for a certain statue and okay. you guys can watch the video. And so now this is a video format, right? So you're, this your is listeners... a video format. So the episode we and Joey will record and, you know, give history. And no, you're, you're coming on for that one. 
Yep. So we're going to go touching on the history in depth more. So your listeners should um, go on the website, right? Go on swabpodcast.com. And Swabpodcast.com. And go to the YouTube link and then subscribe there so they can be ready and set ready for when set. the video Thank sets Thank you for up. the plug. Very good. That is actually very good. I figured I'd throw that in there. Too. Yes. So you can go on to the Say What Again Billy podcast YouTube channel. Subscribe. When the video hits, you'll be notified that it's there. Hopefully I don't get hit with any copyright infringements because there's like a couple of parts of the, of the video I made that has like two seconds of a song. I don't know if YouTube's that strict, but hopefully we're good to go. On, on my YouTube personal page, I have the whole Green Day song of uh, Time of Your Life. Literally the entirety of the song on there. It hasn't been touched in 10 years and it has over till right now and it, only, and it has over 3,000 views it was a memorial for my friend Mike who passed away and I did that video and used that song but it had 3,000 views so you just got yourself shadow banned no it should it should be it should be good um, but when the video drops you'll see Joey and I as we were in Sleepy Hollow we went to Sleepy Hollow Tarrytown Old Dutch Cemetery went to the church we didn't have to go inside it was closed um, we found Washington Irving's grave that's on there we went to Sparta Cemetery of course we were at Horse Feathers with Julia content creator of Sleepy Hollow Country and owner of Force Feathers. She knows her history very well, um, grew up there, um, does a lot of content. You'll hear her story, how she got involved with doing the content and knowing what she knows. We even discussed the Sparta Cemetery, which is in part uh, Austin, I believe. She knew the, the tale of the Leatherman, which is an episode I did fairly early in the Say What Again Billy podcast. And, you know, you guys will hear the difference in the episodes, the progression of the podcast, uh, starting off as, you know, by myself and learning new techniques. And I would say not just because it's my podcast, but Nick as someone that came on as just a listener and a friend to now being on board. I believe the episodes have gotten better as far as content and audio and talking wise. So when I did that Sparta Cemetery episode, it was a while back. May came out a little rough, but the information on there is pretty much accurate to oh, the tale. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, you know, you definitely, you were always educating in these podcasts. You were always educating about your topic of choice. I mean, it's always there. You can listen. It's very clear. You know what you're talking about. It's just, it got more impactful and entertaining as you went along because you learned how to talk to people. And critiquing how the, the episodes pan out. Right. You, know, I, you know, December is, I think, three years. Doing wow. the podcast. Should do an anniversary for that. Three years. Uh, so whenever December that rolls around. December 21st, 2020, I believe, is when I started the Say What Again Billy podcast. You and now have to we're, do two podcasts Now, that two week. years later, we have the YouTube channel. We have special guests. We have, you know, talking to people that are significant people to areas that we are talking about. Uh, Julia and everyone, everyone I know in the area. And everyone I've talked to, I was like, yeah, I was in Sleepy Hollows at Horse Feathers. Everybody knew this spot. This spot. Everyone. And everybody was like, wow, you, you talked to the owner and she knew this and she knew that. So I'm hoping for good things, but I'm mainly I'm hoping to give everyone that enjoys the topic of paranormal and Sleepy Hollow. You say Sleepy Hollow in California. They, people know what it is, you know, based on the movies and things like that. I, yeah, I think, I mean, you know, whether you like them or not right now, Johnny Depp being attached to that film blew that... I always knew this story of Sleepy Hollow, right? Like, as a kid, you learn about it, at least in, in where we're from. I always thought it was just normal that everybody learned about it, right? But um, Johnny Depp's a major star, especially at that time. Mm. Worldwide. That box office blew up, and then, the, you know, that's it. Now everybody is talking about it, and it's been on people's minds, and it's 
it's persistent. You know, it's consistently persistent. Like, you know Sleepy Hollow is associated with the Horseman, and that's it. Well, we growing up, it came from Disney, the cartoon. And um, then, you know, when you get a little older, you, you start to realize, well, Disney used it from Washington Irving and portrayed it in a cartoon. Um, then, like you said, Johnny Depp, at that time period, Johnny Depp, that was the name. You know, every every actor has their moment where they mm-hmm. go like three, four years strong of being in, you know, like, uh, what's his name who played Tom Holland? He had his moment. You heard Tom Holland for like four or five years yeah, straight. He was in everything. Everything, right? Everything. Same thing with Brad Pitt. Same thing with Tom Cruise. Same thing with Johnny Depp at that time period. That plane's a little louder. Sorry, we're getting, we're filming outside. It's Labor Day. We wanted to be outside today. Um, I worked. Nikki got to enjoy the day today. It was, it was quite fun. But, um, Cacaw. you know, Johnny Depp, that was his time period, Sleepy Hollow. Fast forward. Right, Vox Five came out with another show that was good in the beginning. It fell off. Sleepy Hollow. I watched the first two seasons. I can't lie to you. I stopped watching when they started getting away from the mystery of Sleepy the Horseman yes. and Ichabod Crane and yeah. stuff. I was like, no. They this twisted is just... the tale. They brought back Ichabod Crane, which was cool. I mean, that was cool. That was cool. And I like the actor who played him, Tom Meisner, or whatever his name is. It was it was fantastic. The first two seasons, and then it got crazy. Yeah, and then one of my favorite actors. Um, uh, Noble is his last name. I can't remember his first name right now. He played Walter on Fringe. Um, he was He's a fantastic. John Noble. Fantastic. He was in Lord of the Rings. Love him. Even he was in there. But again, like you said, it just got so nuts. You know what I did watch? And I thought this was pretty awesome. So I was uh, into, as you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. So when David Boreanaz, who played Angel, came out in a new show, and which was on Fox, I believe, as well. Bones. You watched the crossover episode, I watched you? the crossover episode of Sleepy Hollow and Bones, and I thought that was fantastic, because Bones, right? Is about as scientific and real did, as you can get. Did not believe in anything paranormal. Nope. Little did they know, they were with someone who was literally brought right. back from... She did not, but he was, he was always a believer. He was always he he had a faith and things like that and so yeah I know that was I loved that episode I did I watched rewatched Sleepy Hollow that's a two hour episode right because they do they I, start it in Sleepy Hollow and then it goes into Bones or vice versa or whatever I believe it was yeah it was it was a very good episode I watched it it was something actually I might rewatch tonight if I, I had find no that. idea how they were going to pull it off to be honest with you because those two shows are so different different very different you have one science based show which I, I loved it the character development in Bones was fantastic I stuck with it the whole twelve year run. And then you had Sleepy Hollow, which was completely out there. It was a procedural. Don't get me wrong. It's just like a cop show, except it was supernatural. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea how they were going to mesh it, and it just went well, and I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed Sleepy Hollow, too, because they used a lot of video and footage of, like, the Tappinzi Bridge, not the Cuomo Bridge. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. They, they, they're unrenaming that at some point. Trust me. I hope so. But for, for those who are going to follow the episode and, you know... Um, some people that know about the podcast that are hearing that we're doing the episode of Sleepy Hollow, everyone in that area doesn't want to hear Cuomo Bridge. They want to hear Tappan it's the Tappan Z Bridge, Bridge, bro. It's always going to be the Tappan right. Z Bridge. Even if, even though the science says Cuomo Bridge, to listeners who don't know what I'm talking about, you can do a quick Google about that. If you're listening from another state or city, West Coast, um, I got followers in Ireland. Uh, I, I have the analytics, so I could see people are listening from England, Ireland. Um, so, like, in the middle of one of his 8,000 terms, he decided to name the bridge after his father. Who was a total piece of shit. Who was the same kind of politician he was. Yes. Okay? He just got away with it because there wasn't 
tech at the time right. that there is now. Right. So anyways, to the, the people, the faithful of Tarrytown and Sleepy Hollow and right over the bridge, which is there's a little town called Tappan or a village called Tappan, New York, where Tappan, the old, ho- old house Tappan is, which I'm going to reach out to them because it actually correlates with the Sleepy Hollow stuff. Um, I really want to go there. Tap, John, Tappan 76, right? Yes. It's, it's what they call it old, old Tappan now. It was Tappan 76. I don't know. If, don't quote me on it. Name changed slightly, but um, John Andre was, I believe, held there. Wow. And George Washington was in that place at one point as well. Uh, and he was case. held there until he was hung right around the corner from the house. And me and Frank went there, ate there twice. Um, we did sit a table away from the haunted table that's there. Now, the owners are actually very welcoming to the paranormal aspect. So um, I do want to reach out to them and say, hey, we just did an episode in Sleepy Hollow. Um, and we know we did it based on John Andre and Patriots Park. And we do know he ended up being here. And um, not only are we paranormal podcasters and we have this, this podcast, we are investigators. So we not only would like to do an episode interview with the owner of Tappan, but we'd like to do an investigation. And if they let us do the episode, awesome. But if they love, if they go above and beyond and let us do the investigation there, it will be the first overnight investigation in a legit historical haunted place I've ever done, besides from Gettysburg. When? I know. I'm working on it. They responded back to an email a while back, but I'm going to uh, physically call them when they're open. And You know, all you got to do is give me notice. I actually just might pop up there on a Tuesday with business cards and say, hey, listen, I'm eating here today. Uh, I also would like to show you guys that, you know, show them the Instagram, the webpage, and set up a date. And if I could pull that off, because I have some slots open before Halloween, some TBAs uh, or TBDs, if you want to call it, I would love to do that. That would be fantastic. That, that would, would be, be a great thing to do into the middle of um, – because I know you've talked about doing live ones, like live – Live shoots, yes. Live podcasts, like from the scene. And you know what? And and, and the, if you do it then, that's great too. I was just thinking you said that December – sorry, like my brain works in different ways. December 21st is a Thursday because I, w- I went and looked at my phone. Um, and you always – we always drop these on a Monday. If you don't get a live one before then, maybe you should do a live podcast for your third anniversary. I don't know. You got a lot of fans now, so you might want to do one. And, and I don't know how that operates. I, I, I don't know enough. To, I mean, to be honest, this is where I don't know enough. Maybe you do a live one that day. So I have the idea of a live podcast, and I want to bring Bradford on. Um, so I have to get in touch with him. I would love to do it with him because he's a real deal paranormal investigator. Like, real deal. He's got um, an Instagram, right? Ma- a Ghost Magnet Paranormal. Ghost Magnet. Awesome page. His YouTube is something I watch a lot of. Did you see that church one? Yeah, that was sick. Very sick. And he, and he went to the Enfield house, the uh, Conjuring house, goes to other locations. He's uh, I, I like him as a person. I like him as an investigator. He's a cool dude. We had a great conversation um, when I had him on. So check out Bradford, Ghost Magnet Paranormal. Uh, I want to get him on board and do like a joint thing. And at the same time, is letting him do his stuff, be filming live. Um, right, as long as you're not interfering. Not really with live. We're recording, right. but then right. they would drop, you know, but we're there filming. Can and, you do a podcast live? You could. I believe you could. Right. There's something I, I would personally would not do. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot that can happen, and then you drop the feed, and right. you right, know right, what right. I mean? Um, but when we were in Sleepy Hollow, you know, we recorded, and um, we're using 
the interview that you'll see on the YouTube pay, uh, YouTube channel on when we drop the episode, 10 minutes of the interview with Julia will be on the episode. Nice. So you'll hear me and Joey talking and then we'll air the interview so that if you don't make it over to the YouTube channel, you'll be able to listen to it via the episode. Well, listen, you should make it over to the YouTube channel because my face isn't on there. It's just Joey and Billy and they're both pretty boys. So you really should give that a watch. Unfortunately, Joey's the looker and my face was on the video. So people are going to be disappointed. But Joey's the face we got to get out there. He's a, you know, he's the, he, he reminds me, Joey, of uh, Mario Lopez. Okay. You see it? I could, I could I see, see it. it. I could see it. Yeah. You got to put him in a tank top though and sit him backwards on a chair and then we could really we see gotta it. We got to give him a, a loose pink tank top with black sweatpants that are slightly tight. Yeah. Safe by the bell. That's right. Right there. That's a perfect Halloween costume for him. It, it should be. And then, oh man, see, you guys could, you could go out together at a party and you could be Zach. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be Screech. I was just going to say, you got to get the hair for Screech, though. You got to get that curly black hair. Well, listen, it's not like I haven't worn wigs before. It's, you know, it's not hard for me. I don't even need bald caps. <laughs> yeah, no, but so I'm, I'm wanted to air the Sleepy Hollow one because it's our first video. It's something that would, would be a great way to, well, airing it the last week of September is a great way, great way to drop it into the legit countdown to Halloween. You know, right. like that week. Then the following week is Halloween. It gives everybody something to watch on YouTube. Because let's face it, nowadays, and I'm sure we'll hear from it, we'll hear about it next week with Dario. People tend to watch streaming services and YouTube a lot more than actual going to the movies. Right. So 30 minutes of people's time to watch me and Joey uh, head out to Sleepy Hollow, and 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 Joey's in parts of the video, uh, but it's mainly just he's he's the cameraman there, and um, you know you hear him. And you see him in parts of the video, um, but it's really me with Joey, and you hear us, and you hear see me interviewing, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's it's going to be a good thing if you are a fan of the podcast, and if you're a fan of just maybe just Sleepy Hollow, and you know you're hearing the word Sleepy Hollow, and your algorithms take you to this episode. Uh, it, it's something that's very interesting because, like I said, people know the legend, this fictitious story not realizing that there is a very historical significance to that area and over the bridge that play a pivotal role in history and don't realize how much battling and things happen that also do bring up paranormal content, which I'll save for the episode and the video, which if you follow SWAB underscore podcast, I did drop a couple of clips. Um, You'll see that Julia did mention there is a little haunted tale to somewhere that we went that's on that video. So um, I hope you guys will enjoy that in the weeks to come. So there's that. And then we could talk about a, uh, with the remainder of our time, a TBD to be determined. I'm currently working with a gentleman who's a real estate agent. His name is Joe Cosentino. Um, we're trying to get a date together. That's that's the biggest obstacle right now is trying to establish the date. And um, once we do that, Joe is a real estate agent. And I asked him, I says, you know, Joe, uh, I'm assuming in all these houses that you potentially sell that there's some strange paranormal occurrences that take place when you're touring the house by yourself with inspectors and things like that. And I pitched the idea to him, and he said he's on board. So I'm hoping that it will happen um, sometime in October, that would be. 
Um, and we'll have an episode about a real estate agent who has witnessed in his tenure of being a real estate agent and broker paranormal activity. I mean, somebody's got to sell these properties. Now, it's a law. It's a rule that when people pass away in a house or something tragic did happen, or even if there's paranormal occurrences that they disclose to the new buyers that, hey, this happened. And I am almost positive the Amityville Horror House, through the list of people that owned it, they are aware, hey, this is the house. And the real estate person that deals with that house has to tell the new owners, hey, yeah, this is the Amityville Horror House and this is what happened here in uh, 19 whatever or whatever the date was. Uh, I don't really touch much on on the Amityville Horror because it was just literally to me it was it was a murder. It was no there was right. No, didn't they debunk a lot of it? Like, yeah, this, like to there me, was a legit. There was a legit problems there. Like the guy had problems. He problems. He, he mentally had a break. Yeah. He did commit some killings. You, I know that's a rule. You have to disclose any kind of like homicides or deaths in the building. But that was it. Like that was then. It. Then everything else even, was just played up. I'm not even hundred percent certain it is in fact buried on a Native American ground. I think that's. I don't. Right. Really, I don't know. A lot of it know. was debunked. I just a lot of it was debunked. That picture, the famous picture of the kid peeking out of the door. Wasn't when that photoshopped or something like that. No, it was supposedly one of the troopers. Oh. When they took the photo, one of the troopers caught another trooper, and that's how it appeared on camera. Mind you, at that time period, you know, cameras weren't what they are today. You know, it's it was black and white. It was blurry film. It was like thirty-five millimeter or whatever it was. It was the camera where you winded it like that. So, you know, I don't really get into the depth to talk about the Amityville Horror because, you know, during the 90s, that was a big story. And it was supposed to be haunted this, haunted that. But it's been debunked to hell and high water. And right. I don't, that's why I don't touch it. But using it as an example, they got to disclose to the owners that when whoever's living there now, when they sell it, whether it's the 16th or 17th family that lives there in that house, whatever, they have to disclose to the new family that this is what happened here. And Joe Cosentino, as a real estate agent and a broker, that I am almost certain that he has stories and we are going to talk to him. And actually, he has his own podcast as well. I believe it's called Coffee with Joe Cosentino. Okay. And um, kind of do like a duet episode. It's going to be pretty good. So we're just trying to set the date um, for a Monday and uh, get her done. That's right. So. Sounds good, man. Halloween, buddy. It's coming up, the spooky list. So you're going to be back on for uh, Sleepy Hollow. Okay. With uh, more in-depth history, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my research. Yes. Uh, listen, I got faith in you, man. <laughs> I do. And uh, next week, Dario Anthony returns um, to talk about Hollywood. And then after that, Joanne, she'll be on. She's our psychic medium. Our first time having a psychic medium on the podcast. She'll be on. We're going to have a great interview with her. I'm really looking forward to that. And there will also be a video with her doing the readings and a little bit of uh, an interview in video fashion, not only through episode podcast fashion, but we'll do a little slight interview with her on the video as well. And we'll have that for you guys on YouTube and that will be aired the following week. So the week of the Sleepy Hollow episode, you'll see two videos. You'll see the Psychic episode and Sleepy Hollow. So you'll probably have a combined 45 to almost an hour worth of content to watch on the Say What Again Billy podcast YouTube channel. Which you can easily find by typing in, say, What Again Billy podcast, and it should pop up on YouTube right away. Right. Sounds and good, man. Yeah, man. A lot of stuff. Halloween's a good time. Good time to be a paranormal podcaster. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many topics to go to, and it's just that season. And we have, like I said, a couple of Mondays, we have some availabilities for some ghost stuff that I haven't actually... Locked just, in yet. 
locked in. So if you have any ideas of some really spooky haunted stuff, I'm all ears, man. Because we got the first couple of weeks covered. But there's, like I said, some TB to be announced in there. And we want to keep it straight spooky. Straight spooky. So I'm gonna have if you to, got I'm ideas. Have to give a thought on that. Yeah, maybe, man. Maybe some will come up when I'm doing my research. Now, here's another question for you. Something that I asked Joey to do and he can't do. God. Do you want to take a crack at, at thanking Spotify for giving us this episode and, and allowing us to do this podcast? You want to take a crack? I mean, you are technically now on board as a podcast member. Uh, I could take a crack at it, but I guarantee you, you're going to have to finish it or redo it. So if you don't mind, then that's well, fine. T- take one and action. So before I formally thank my guest, Billy, here, because he always does it that way, uh, he's not the guest, he's the host, I'd like to take a moment to thank Spotify for Podcasters. If you have an idea for a podcast that you want to get it out there on any platform, whether it's Spotify, Apple Play, Google Play, wherever, Spotify for Podcasters has all the tools that you need to get your podcast out there. How did I do that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty good. It's about as much as I can remember. Pretty good. Well, like, hey, listen, I don't even, I, you know what? I, I, I have to do the whole thing, so I touch on the whole thing, but that was damn near perfect. You would have kept going a little bit, but Nick, I would like to thank you for coming on. But before I, I formally thank you, I like to thank Spotify for Podcasters for giving us this opportunity to give you the spooky season forecast of the Say What Again Billy podcast. Spotify for Podcasters is the free app that gives you all the tools and tricks you need to get your podcasting idea out there on all platforms like Nick said. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and many other outlets. It is entirely free and you can also make money by using Spotify for Podcasters. So if you want to go and start your own podcast and you have an idea, download Spotify for Podcasters or head over to www.spotifyforpodcasters.com. Much better than my version. No, you know, I've been just just doing it for a long time. But Spotify Podcasters, man, it's been a big help. Two years strong and almost three years this December doing it. And um, it's formerly known as Anchor. Um, Very, very, very good, very good podcasting tool for people like me who needed a way to, you know, get get this idea out there. And I remember one of my friends, he had a a podcast. I was like, dude, how'd you get a podcast? Like, how do you do it? And he was like, oh, dude, you got to download Anchor. I toyed around with it, did my pilot episode, and went back like a week later, and I was like, oh, I got people listening. All right, let's do an episode. I filmed my cryptids episode in my van at work at my old job the last half of the day. It was just dead time. Filmed it in my car. No microphone, no nothing, just from my phone. Put it out there. At one point, it was one of my top 10 listened episodes. Cryptids. From my phone. From my car at work. And, um, you know, now... We got the mics, we got the tools, and we got the talent. Ghostbuster reference. Another Ghostbuster reference. That's twice in the same episode, brother. But yeah, man, Spotify for Podcasters, it's it's awesome, and that's what we use. And I always take the time to say thank you because if it wasn't for them, I honestly don't think I'd have a podcast. It'd be too complicated for me. And because of this app, it's helped me learn a lot. You know, learning how to edit, um... Air times, when to drop things, and algorithms, and analytics, and you know, doing these 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 ads that people hear um, right after my intro plays. So, if you don't know about podcasting, it is a great way to actually start, and then you could either you know stick with it, which with, for me personally, I, I will always stick with Spotify for podcasters unless something crazy happens. Um, nowadays, you can't define crazy, but you know, unless something crazy happens, and then you know, whatever. Nature takes its course, but it's a good way to start. And 
I love it. And it's because of them that we have it. So thank you, Spotify, for the long thank you right there. <laughs> hey, man, it's worth it. It's worth it. Got a great number of episodes on here, and they're really – some of them just – some of them I won't listen to in the dark. I'll put it to you that way. Yeah, well, I think when I first started, you know, I was I was speaking and going off, like, knowledge that I've had from, from years. And, and now in the recent months, I would say the last four to five months, there's more research – more things in depth to to it, and it just doesn't s- stop at the podcast. It actually goes on to Instagram and web pages, and you know my cousin Sam helping me, Sammy Picone, helping me for doing the website and teaching me how to do everything. Because I'm not really that great with technology, believe it or not. You know, people might catch little errors. There's one episode where the mics weren't recording. We recorded the whole thing. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm leaving it out there. They can hear it." You know what I mean? And we caught it. Now we do like thorough tests with the mic and things like that. So um, the next big test will be in two weeks when we have actually a, a legit guest come over and film in the studio and things, you know. So we've came a long way, and this lineup is very exciting because it's spooky season, and we want to do it the right way and give people the content that they love because everyone listening to this podcast essentially likes the paranormal. Right. Hey, man, there's a, there's a big – there's just so much we don't know, and there's so many people that want to know. And this is what you, you're serving a purpose. So there's a purpose that's being served. That's right. And now, th- now Nick, I will thank you formally. Thanks for coming back on. Of course. Um, you know, we'll see you in a couple of weeks when we do the Sleepy Hollow. So it's about three weeks, the 25th, yeah. right? Yep. That's, so uh, you'll come should... in as with uh, more than one page. I'm expecting like a marble notebook, number two pencils, at least five to six pages. Maybe I'll bring my binder. Bring the binder. You know, we we do know some. We have a, a good uh, gist of what Frank had told us, and uh, we'll be presenting it. It's going to be a lot of reminiscing of the of trip, and then we're going to do a lot more historics via you and Joey. And uh, it's going to be good, man. So I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm, I'm more than happy to be here whenever you need me. All righty, then. And um, one more episode until we kick off the official start, and that's going to be The Land of Hollywood Part 2 with actor Dario Anthony next Monday, September 11th which we will have a little moment to uh, thank the fallen heroes and a little moment of silence and recognition for all the lives lost 20 plus years ago at this point. So yeah, next week will be a little rough start to the episode, but you know, we'll get through and hopefully get people's minds off a terrible day. Yep. So, but until next week, it's been another episode of the Say What Again, Billy podcast.